I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alienos Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And it's the voice that makes you moist. Marcus. I'm already um, more moist or moister yes. than I was and before. Listeners, please note that when we had a incredible interview last week with a very serious candidate in Delaware, Marcus still introduced himself as the voice that makes you moist. Listen, yes. listen, we've been doing this for a while. It's a habit That's true. now. I'm sorry. It's true. Mar- Marcus, hey, hey, Marcus, you know what? You're always being yourself. That's what we need. Oh, thanks, man. Both the first political candidate and the first woman to be on this podcast, and Marcus comes out with the fucking voice that makes you moist. Just yeah. not even, not a single I, I iota of self-awareness. I can't discriminate with the moisture, man, all right? It's for everyone. <laughs> Read it. Hey, everyone. it's it's, com- it's 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 socialist, you know? He's a... Uh, yeah. His moisture's for everyone. <sighs> that's true. Okay, so I want to talk about something that's happened recently in the past uh, 24 hours. And it is the uh, the truce that was between uh, Bernie Sanders and Warren has ended. Uh, in case anyone has not seen this. last they a truce? They have like a, like a, like a, like a non-aggression pact, essentially. Uh, like, like a we won't, we won't... Yeah, we won't go negative because we're both sort of like eh, we're we're both we're both fucking uh, quotation marks progressive here, and so we want to you know not start hitting each other just yet. And it was broken. And I'm going to be clear here: people will tell you that Bernie Sanders broke this agreement. That is not true. Mm-hmm. So the story here is that so you know how when you're doing phone banking for Bernie, you have a script, right? Yes. And also for Canvas, and they give you a little script to follow. Um, and there's a section that says, like, if they're supporting other candidates. And the section on Warren says something about how her supporters are mostly m- more affluent and whiter than Bernie Sanders' uh, uh, supporters. Which yeah. polls prove is true. She has a much smaller base of poor people and people of color supporting her. That is not a, tr- that is not a lie. That's, that's the truth. Well, they, they leaked this, and it, it exploded. It was everywhere. Oh, my God, Bernie Sanders is finally attacking Warren. Here it is. Well, it turns out that document was posted by a person in a Slack channel who had never posted before and was immediately deleted by the moderators. But someone apparently got a hold of it. I'm saying this is probably a hit job, and leaked it, right? Saying this was some kind of shit Bernie was now doing. Bernie Sanders said he wasn't doing it. The campaign said they weren't doing it. It wasn't happening. It's not, it's not a real story. So, in response, Warren came out fucking swinging, saying that she's so disappointed in Bernie, that he would do this to her, and it's so terrible that they can't just, like, have a clean, nice campaign to get against each other, as if they could both somehow win together or something. So that was bullshit. 
And then today, you know, did y'all see the big news that Bernie Sanders apparently in 2018 told Warren at a private dinner that he didn't think a woman could win president? Yeah, I, I read this bullshit um, hit job article about Bernie saying this, and I mean, what has to be one of the most unbelievable things to ever be on the internet? Absolutely. I think it'd be number two. Behind what? <laughs> Behind that article saying Bernie hates Jews. Oh, yeah. oh right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so okay, so this makes sense now, what you just showed me, because I've been seeing so many memes on Twitter about like a Bernie supporter called me. Yeah. It's the thing now. And they're they're so funny. <laughs> There's some pretty good ones out there. <laughs> oh my god, there's there's some really funny stuff. But now that makes some. I was like, where is all this weird Bernie supporter call? I actually got a text from from a Bernie supporter today. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, they were like, hey, do you support? And that's what I said. They said, do you support Bernie Sanders? And I said, hell yeah! And they're like, oh, well, you should sign up to volunteer. And they sent me a link on ways to volunteer. And I was like, cool, thank you. Yeah, it's it's and the thing is is just to be. I want to clear everyone here on the on the timeline of what happened in this whole scenario. Going back to 2016, when uh, Bernie encouraged Warren to run for president against Clinton, right? And Clinton said, no, she can't run against me. This is the little thing that happened. She told people, these two guys can run, no one else can run. These are my my, my opponents, because that's how democracy works, right? Yeah. One person decides who gets to run. Well, so when, when that happened and, and Warren said she's going to follow what she was told, Bernie was like, well, fuck it, I'll campaign then. And now you have what we have now. And in 2018, the funny thing is, in 2018, this story was reported by the NYT, and we already know what happened at the dinner, which is that neither one of them discouraged the other person or asked for the other person's support. It was just saying, hey, we're both going to run for president, and we're going to do it, and we're not going to get each other's way, essentially. So now they're lying, and Bernie denies saying this, this, this at all. He says it didn't happen, and Warren has declined to comment, which is the most cowardly thing you could possibly do. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to Elizabeth Warren in the past week or two, but she's like completely lost it, in my opinion. Like she, she's doing all this. Like you know, she made that big thing where she was like, you know, we're gonna do the first ever selfie stage, and mm. was like letting it, for like two hours, letting like, people come and take selfies with her. And then there was that thing where she, it was like supposed to be like an empowering thing where she was like talking about all the things you should do. She was like, break up with the person who ghosted you. And I'm like, how old are you? You don't understand what ghosting means. <laughs> you can't break up with someone if they ghost you. It makes no sense. Yeah, that was, that was cringy, sort of. I think she's really trying to like make a play at like younger people, get the millennial vote that like Bernie Sanders kind of has a good hold on. Mm-hmm. By using, I guess, the words you think we just go around saying all the time. And uh, it just came off as, like, one of the oldest, like, white, just dumb people things to be like, oh, yeah, we, we know what you kids are saying. It's literally what it sounded like. was like, oh, you know, it's like the when Steve Buscemi was, like, supposed to be a high schooler on 30 Rock. <laughs> it's like the same kind of thing. Just this weird cosplay they do as a young person is just so weird to me. And Bernie Sanders doesn't seem to do that. He understands young people. He understands our struggles, but he doesn't try to, like, play down to us for some reason. I don't know. It's weird. It reminds me of when Clinton said, Pokemon, go to the polls. <laughs> yes. Let's Pokemon go to the polls. I mean, probably one of the most amazing jokes of the decade. I mean, oh, yeah. we, I'm still thinking about that one today. It, here's the thing. If it had been an actual like joke joke, it would be fucking classic. It would be perfect. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it was a serious thing she said, and it's so dog shit. 
And Warren, you will not be surprised to learn this, has taken on a lot of former Hillary Clinton advisors. So you can see what they're doing. And it's yeah. just so funny, after four years, four fucking years, the best media you can come up with, again, is Bernie Sanders is a sexist. Yeah, people, they, they try to do the whole he's a racist thing. That hasn't really worked out. They try to do the anti-Semite thing, which, I mean, is a complete non-starter for anyone who knows anything. And I guess now they're going to try and pull sexism on him. I don't know. I think it's all bullshit. Yeah, it hasn't worked before. It won't work now, I don't think. Um, but yeah, this is just a... a, a a small little note here where I think we're finally going to start to see the two campaigns diverge in some serious ways. Because before they were kind of very nice to each other, very pleasant. Uh, tomorrow is the debate. So we'll see how that goes. Because she can't deny it there. She has to either say yes or no. She can't say no comma at a debate. So we'll see what she says. Is she going to lie yeah. or is she going to tell the truth? And it'll be interesting to see how she how it, uh, plays. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good. I'm excited for Bernie to be out there debating. He's a good. Oh one. yeah, because like back when Jesse fucking Jackson was running for president and Bernie was, was supporting him, he was like his biggest supporter. Basically, he said that a woman could be president back then in like '83 or '88 right? no, or something like that, and said that yeah, a woman could be president, no problem. Like he just said it. Like you think he's changed in those years? You think Bernie Sanders? You think Bernie Sanders has changed his opinion on this? Yeah, I mean, if 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 what we're all told is supposed to be true, then old people only get more set in their ways. So yeah. he believed it back then. I'm sure he believes it now. Marcus, you got any thoughts? Um, about anything. About anything? Uh, mm, mm. Mac and cheese yeah, is noggin. great with bacon. Just what is? Mac and cheese. With bacon. Yeah. Have you not? Yeah. Like bacon bits or on the side? I mean, I prefer them inside. Okay. But, yeah. So bits are like cooked pieces that are like cut up or something. I mean, either way, it'd be great. That's true. I mean, you can't really go wrong with that combination. I'd maybe go with chunks, though. Mm, Chunks. Like big, big squares. Big fucking slabs of bacon. Cubes of bacon. (laughs) Those famous bacon cubes. Yeah, a shape that bacon can make so easily. So, Seth, I I heard you wanted to talk to us for something about the Oscars. Yes. Where's the Academy Award? What are we having right now? I can't, I don't remember. It's the same exact thing. The Oscars and the Academy Awards are the same award show. I thought they were, I thought they were different. Nope. The okay. exact same thing. So is the Golden Globes also a different thing? That's different. Oh, wow. But the Oscars and the Academy Awards, it's the same word. The Gold Globes TV, right? Yeah. No, Golden Globes does movies and TV. Academy Awards, just uh, movies. Gotcha. They're voted on by the Academy so the, the Academy Awards, but the name of the ceremony is the Oscars. They call it the Oscars. The Golden Globes are voted for by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and they call it the Golden Globes. I don't know where they got it from. Now, the Academy uh, of what? Film. Gotcha. Arts, <laughs> I guess. I don't really know. Honestly, don't understand. Yeah, the Academy <laughs> of Movies, dumbass. Oh, well, makes um, sense to me. Yeah. They, and so the thing, we're, we're talking about old white people who aren't in touch with, you know, modern popular culture and stuff and the oscars have proven time and time again they don't really want to be in touch with anything like i'm sure you guys know within the past you know four or five years they've come under a lot of fire for being too white and only nominating white people for oscars and not having a lot of people of color not having a lot of women um get nominated and this year they decided to just go as far as they could in the same direction so out of the out, out of all the acting nominees from the four acting categories, only one person is a person of color, and it's Cynthia Erivo for playing Harriet Tubman in the terrible Harriet Tubman movie. Oh God! 
It's the only person of color nominated. No Jennifer Lopez, no Aquafina, no anybody. It completely snubbed. They they nominated Scarlett Johansson twice. <laughs> for what? For Marriage Story, which she deserves. And then for Jojo Rabbit, which she's good in that movie, but she's not like, I, oh my God, this person needs a nomination over like J-Lo and Hustlers. I was right. very confused with that. So they, they've kept on this trend. And then, so the, the, and then the other big story is that they didn't nominate Greta Gerwig for Best Director for um, Little Women, despite it being nominated for Best Picture and having a lot of buzz. Um and they instead decided to nominate Todd Phillips and Joker for 10 awards. And I thought it was we, 11. I think it, it's either 10 or 11. I think it's 10, though. Too many. Too many. Like, we, we review Joker on this show. None, we all liked Joker. Yeah. It's an enjoyable movie. But it, it, it does not stand up to the competition of movies we've seen this year, such as Uncut Gems, entirely unnominated. The Lighthouse, only one nomination. Ad Astra, only one nomination. I mean, The Farewell, Hustlers. I mean, the list goes on and on. Knives Out only gets one nomination. I mean, the list of these these incredible things that happened this year in movies, that it that we got rid of just for Joker, for whatever reason. Joker in 1917, for some reason, are the two movies that just, no matter what, they got to get nominated. And it I was, was just quick, so quick, weird. Quick aside, quick aside. Go ahead. Little Women, Uncut Gems, and 1917 should not be eligible for these awards. Why do you say that? Because they came out so recently that I have not been able to see all of them. That is so true. So they should not be counted. They should be next year's awards. I do think mm-hmm. the movies at the very beginning of the year and movies at the very end of the year get a lot of, um, get kind of shafted in the process. Mm-hmm. A movie like Us, which Lupita Nyong'o won the New York Film Critics, the New York Film's Critics Circle Award for Best Actress for that movie, and she was not even nominated for the Oscar. Wow. That's insane. She does so good in that, but she plays two fucking roles. Exactly. Us gets no nominations, no Best Picture, no Best Screenplay, no Best Director for Jordan Peele. Nothing for that movie. Jesus. Um, and it came out in like, I think it was like February or March. And so like, I think it just gets, those movies just get steamrolled. And yeah, these end of the year movies, they are kind of hard to judge because, you know, so, especially something like Little Women that came out on Christmas and Uncut Gems the same way. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And I think, and some of, and 1917 did not get re- released wide in America until January 10th of 2020. Yeah, three days ago. Yes. Mm. So... I don't know. And I, I know it's not, a, it's not a popular vote or whatever. We don't we don't get to vote on it or anything. But still, like, let yeah. people have a chance to see the fucking movies. Yeah, I mean, of course, people who vote on this, they see them. They've seen the movies for four or five months now. So, True. whatever. But yeah, it's just it's insane to me because, like, I honestly feel like if I'm some old, I guess, useless racist person who's like voting on the Academy, I would at least throw some nominations out there just to like get some of the heat off of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But they know they just don't learn their lesson. They and then another statistic that is crazy is like of all the black people who have ever been nominated for an Oscar, I think like something like eighty percent of them were either playing a slave or a servant. Oh fuck! And then this year, Harriet Tubman is the newest one, also a slave. Oh boy! So it is—it's just really strange to me that the Academy and I mean, to some extent, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, although they did give a couple more out, completely refused to learn from their lessons and actually take some of these movies seriously. Like, I mean, not having Greta Gerwig in there for director is just crazy, and I don't know—it's I don't know—it's disgusting. And yeah, they just they just don't learn, and it's really weird. Aren't aren't these award shows like rigged anyway? Like, don't they just nominate people who like treat the dudes who vote on it? 
Things well, like yeah, that. the weird thing about it is so the, the weird thing and here's here's where I think this is something that uh, you know what we'll talk we'll, we'll we'll bring this right back into it under under our utopia under like socialism communism whatever you want to say if we had award shows there would be rules that the judges had to follow first of all the academy you don't have to see a certain amount of movies in a year you can just see however many movies you want to and then all the awards are based on campaigns so like you have to submit your movie submit a performance from from a movie from a studio to be like okay this is what we want you guys to consider and then the oscars only have to look at those performances wow complete bullshit i think that if if you if if your big thing at the end of every year is you're going to be doing an award show for movies you should be required i think to see at least 150 movies in a year that's a lot, but I think I think that is what is that should be required of somebody. If you honestly are going to cast a vote as to being an expert, and you know these people are going to be written down forever, what wins Best Picture and all that stuff, people remember this for a long time, even though they almost never get it right. I mean, I think like ninety nine percent of the time they don't get Best Picture right, but people remember these things forever, and that's going to be your job. That's something you're going to you're going to put your name on. You should be required to watch as many movies as possible, and there should be no campaigns. It should be okay. These are the performances I think are best. These are the movies I think are the best. There should be none of that. Um, it's very strange to me. And, and under under my system, it would be much different. You would be required to see a certain amount of movies, and there would be no campaigning. But there you is should have one. a true People's Choice Award. Exactly. <laughs> there is one bright spot about this whole stupid Oscars thing, though. Mm-hmm. Parasite did receive a lot of nominations. It was six, right? It received some in some key categories that I think could lead it to some big wins. Mostly director, screenplay. I think it even got pro- like some production design awards. It's um, it's all over the place. Um, no actors, sadly, even though the actors in that movie are so damn good. Um, so yeah, I I I think that's kind of the, like that that movie. Once upon a time in Hollywood, and I guess to some extent, The Irishman are all like pretty good movies, like actually genuinely good movies that came out last year that are actually getting some buzz, which is good because so many movies just aren't, aren't getting what they deserved. So. Surprise! Parasite was the sixth foreign film to be nominated for Best Picture. Yes, and Mm -hmm. then it was the first South Korean movie to ever be nominated for Best Foreign Film. Oh, by the way, did you ever see Bong Joon Ho's incredible takedown of the Oscars? I did. Yeah, they were like, they're like, so what do you guys think about the fact that South Korea has never been nominated for an Oscar, even though you're such a big like influence on cinema? And he was like, it doesn't really bother me too much. The Oscars is kind of a local award, not really international in any way. (laughs) So you know. It, nice. it's so fun. It, he's he's very funny, and I'm um, I'm really pulling for a Bong Joon Ho Best Director um, win because anybody beating Todd Phillips and Sam Mendes will be good for me though. Here's the thing though, I mean, like we said, we like Joker. Thought it was a yes. good movie, mm-hmm. but it just it, does, it doesn't have Best Picture like DNA. It's yeah. not happening. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. And I mean, and I think that movie winning is going to create an incredibly awful trend in movies. Now we have to admit for a second here, everyone. But if Joker did win Best Picture, a ton of people will be mad in the funniest way. The, the gamers will rise up if this happens. I'm content, sad to say it. The content, my, my friends, would be tremendous. You guys, if Joker wins Best Picture, mm-hmm. when you go to work the next day, watch out for the gamers. They will be there, and you will not be able to stop them anymore. <laughs> Wait, they will have been validated. For, how can I watch out for myself, Seth? You're not one of the gamers. You, you know what gamers I mean. Yeah, you're a you're a regular person. 
Um, but the know. gamers will be in full force. So, yeah. you know, you know, keep keep, a, keep some protection on you if you have to. <laughs> Heat if necessary. Um, yeah, it's, it's just like... It's the gamers are going to be out. I don't get it. I don't understand why this movie got nominated for best. Pay- I mean, I mean, I mean, sure, like whatever, fine, put it there. I don't give a fuck. But it just seems so weird. Yeah, it seems. I don't know. I guess it's like because, like, I don't know. They they were gonna make this category called best popular movie. That was gonna be their big category where they would like nominate stuff like you know Avengers Endgame and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. like just to get people to watch it. And then everyone was like, "No, we hate this category." And I think because of that, and just because of like the insane records that joker broke and how it is it is kind of like a parroting of um martin scorsese style who is a big time oscar filmmaker i think they were just like "Ah, i guess we gotta put this movie here because it was it was so popular and joaquin phoenix is good in it which i do believe joaquin phoenix he can get nominated i don't care he's he's a good actor um but yeah i don't know i think they just like all those nominations you gave to Todd Phillips of all people could have been given to so many more talented um Knives Out. Yeah, Knives Out. Uh the fucking uncut, uncut gems. gems. I mean, the Safety brothers could have been in there. I mean yeah. But yeah. So Yeah, another year, another time that I think the Oscars will be disappointing. If if Parasite honestly, I won't even say if Parasite wins. If nineteen seventeen and Joker lose, I'll be happy. Okay. That'll that'll that's gonna be my bar for this year. If if Parasite or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood takes it, I'll be happy. Happier. I will say this, that this idea of the best popular movie category really gets, just cracks me up because it's like, okay, here's the best popular movie, and here's everything else. Yeah. It's like, this is the one everybody saw and really loved. Yeah, which is funny to me because like, back, like, back when I first understood what the Oscars were and like, what award shows were, like in the early 2000s when I was a kid and I didn't see any of the movies, I thought, I mean, it was like... Back then, they would, like, nominate a bunch of movies that, like, no one ever fucking heard of. Mm. Like, Memoirs of a Geisha. Like, you couldn't even see it in America at some point. So it was nominated for, like, Best Picture or something. And mm. they honestly did kind of nominate these non-popular movies. But these days, most of the movies they nominate are at least in some way pretty popular. I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, Marriage Story, Parasite, um, Ford vs. Ferrari. Like, all these movies are pretty popular. And... I don't know. Did, so 4B, did, did 4B Ferrari get Best Picture? They got Best Picture nomination. Yeah. Okay, come on now. I, I like that movie, but come on. You could have easily cut that for Uncut Gems. It was for the dads. That's true. That's it was Because like, at first, 1917 was going to be for the dads, but then the cinematography was so good, they're like, all right, we got to throw Ford versus Ferrari for the dads. Um, but yeah, Uncut Gems should have been in there. Uncut Gems could be for the dads. I don't care. Dads should see better movies. It's true. Oh, Marcus, any thoughts on the Oscars? I... <clears throat> not really, because I have not even seen like two of these movies. You guys are talking. I've seen Joker, and I want to see Parasite. You like, saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, there you go. Two. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, Frozen Two got no nominations. Dang so, it! Um, Come on. Yeah, you, you didn't see a, an Oscar nominee for Best Animated Picture. Yeah. Oh, was there was there a category for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, wow. Frozen Two got locked out. Only only Disney movie this year was Toy Story Four. Weird. Yeah, wow. Disney got com- almost completely locked out. Well, I'll tell you this about this Oscars, y'all. These fucking Oscars make me so grouchy. Okay, well, that was the Landing's podcast. <laughs> uh, theme song is done by Ben Powell. <laughs> it's dead forever. We've, we've killed it. Yeah. Oh, just screen, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, stuff with Hollywood, have y'all seen the current... Um, 
this like uh, uh, un- unpleasantness around account sharing for streaming services. Yeah, they're like trying to convince us that it's bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's stupid. They are saying that uh, companies lost about nine point one billion dollars to pi- password password piracy and sharing. And in which case, I think actually the the customers saved nine point one billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, you can put an easy spin on that article. <laughs> That is a no-brainer right write, there. Write that article, Smith. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's easy money right there. It says um, right here, uh, quote, uh, who's this quote from? Jean-Marc Racine, chief product officer of del- video delivery and security firm Cinemedia, says, quote, when the growth starts to flatten and you start to look at the balance sheet, you are going to be looking for revenue. D- listen, motherfucker, that's how all companies work under capitalism. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. He's like, guys, I think I just cracked the code. <laughs> I'll tell you, when you start and you stop making a lot of money, you got to find a way to make more money. And uh, growth is always going to flatten. That happens in every fucking industry. You can't grow forever. Yeah, he got a PhD in um, economics, honorary, right on the spot from Harvard for saying that. <laughs> they were like, wow, you figured this all out. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, either you don't have, some people might not have money for the service. Some people might share the service, like everyone pitches in a little bit. Um, and that's fine, because who cares? I mean, fucking Netflix is the company that, after a while, made it so you could have, like, different profiles. What do you think that's for? Yeah. It's for four people who are sharing an account and want to have their own shit. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where they assume that they're losing money this way, but let's assume the opposite. That if the per- you, there wasn't any password sharing, they just wouldn't subscribe. Yeah, like if you take away password sharing, people might be like, okay, well, I don't want to use your service anymore, and you'll just lose that money instead of gaining more. I mean, I'm not going to disclose any, any possible password sharing situations I have going on, but there are a couple of services that if I wasn't sharing them with somebody, I would not have those services. Yes, yeah. and that someone is me. And, me. and yeah. <laughs> oh, you share with him too? What Crunchyroll? Oh no, I I share uh, Netflix with the fam. Uh, I thought I thought you meant with him. Oh, am I sharing anything I, with you, Smith? I might be. No, I don't okay. believe. So. I was saying all the services he has are because of me. I was under Crunchyroll for a while, but then I got my own. Oh okay. And then I canceled it because I remembered. Right, hold on, anime. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Oh god, let me go to incognito mode real quick <laughs> to open this up. The only way to watch anime really is in incognito mode. Yeah. Uh, it depends which one you're watching, Smith. Although really I found this website that could sh- I could watch any anime ever for free, I'm watching Dragon Ball on there. And it's just like, I, there's, it's not being shut down, I don't know why. <laughs> That's how it is. I was like, when you're in college, like when I was in college and super broke, I was like, damn, I can't watch True Detective, I don't have HBO. And I was like, let me see, I just typed in, watch True Detective in Google. No incognito, no safe search, anything. I just typed, watch True Detective. The first thing was a site that let me watch all the episodes for free. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Cool. We used that there, too. We did this thing where me and my roommate at the time, we hooked up a laptop to the, to the computer. This was, before, this was in the days before Chromecast and shit. Yeah. And we just like watched True Detective on some streaming website. It was crazy. That's what I was like, yeah, I don't know how to do this. I was just like, can Google help me? And yeah, it's right there. There's so many websites that doesn't have this shit for free. It's like, how, is, how does this work? I don't care. I think it's because they're all like hosted in like Switzerland or something. Yeah. So they don't have to do copyright laws. I'm not sure how that works with ISPs in America, but hey, I'm not worried about it. I feel like the thing they're going to do, though, these, these companies is they're going to make piracy the easier option again. 
And I mean, it's quickly becoming that way. In all honesty, I'm starting. I, I like I, I've taken it upon myself to do my own like home media, mm-hmm. and it's so it's so free. Like, you've seen it. It's so freeing to just have the stuff that I need because, I mean, yeah, it's getting a lot easier than having to switch between services just to watch something you want to see, you know, and not having all the options. True. True. I know Marcus over here watching movies on his fucking phone and shit. On my phone? I watch them on my computer, sir. I'm, I'm not a savage, okay? <laughs> You've upgraded then from the yeah. phone yeah. <laughs> movie system. Marcus is a civilized man. Good yes, to know. Thank you. It just reminds me, Marcus, of the time when I plugged your PSP into my computer oh. for some reason. <laughs> Yeah. And there was so much porn on there. Just an insane amount of porn on fucking PSP. I like how Marcus thinks you can't edit his audio out. <laughs> like him talking over you is going to matter. It's great. It's the magic of technology, baby. Ooh. And so I did still you have think- that porn somewhere. <laughs> so which of the two P's in PSP do you think stand for porn? <laughs> porn station portable. Porn station porn. <laughs> Porn station porn. Oh, yes. God, no. what's, the, what's the S for? It's just some kind of separator between the two porns. I don't know. Some it stands for sex. Yeah, porn, porn sex, sex. porn. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Go go ahead and just put that. Get Let's get that, that domain name already real quick. Oh, okay. Porn dot xxx. Oh, God. All right, but got yeah, it. Great. But yeah, uh, I think the, sh- the streaming companies are going to shoot themselves in the foot. Like, if you, did you ever see that terrifying, like, dystopian design for uh, a, a way to make sure you're watching ads? Yeah, like the one from Black Mirror. Well, there's another one. They had a real life uh, a patent, which was like, you're sitting on your chick couch, it's playing an ad for McDonald's, and it's like, please stand up and say McDonald's to continue program. And stand up and scream McDonald's and throw your hands in the air, and it continues playing the show. What kind yeah, of shit just... is that? That's a real patent that exists already. Yeah. That's kind of like how at one point um, Microsoft was going to use the Xbox Connect to see how many people were in a room when you're watching something so they could charge you accordingly. Yes. Such bullshit. How fucked up would that be, though? <sighs> yeah. like that. I mean, like honestly, that thing in Black Mirror where it's like if your eyes aren't open, you're not technically watching... Like I honestly like that we have eye trackers and shit. They're so they're really easy to install these days. I don't know. It's, it sounds like something could happen if we don't get this shit out of here soon enough. We gotta have a revolution to save yourself from yeah. streaming costs. I mean, they're trying to take down all the ad blockers. Every website you fucking go to is like, oh, you're using an ad blocker. Can you please? I'm like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> and then some websites you just, I mean, unless you want to go into the the page source and close out the modal or whatever, like you can't, like they just won't let you use the site if you don't turn off your ad blocker. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just not going to use your site then. Yeah. So I don't know who wins here. It's so fucking stupid. I have no idea what they're going to accomplish this way. Because here's the thing. We've already learned that, that ads on the internet make no money. It's all fugazi. You know, it's not real. Yeah. They just convince themselves that they have. And it's... I don't know, y'all. Speaking of that, I mean... I'm not, I wasn't, like, a huge fan of them for a long time. But, I mean, can we talk about how fucked up it is that Facebook basically just got College Humor shut down? Wait, what? Mm-hmm. So you That's heard about funny. College Humor, right? It's a good website, right? Yeah, but a lot of people just got laid off. Oh, shit. What ha- like, a what happened? lot of people. Like, last week, it was because of budget cuts. And one of the reasons that a lot of these... I mean, we talked about it before. A lot of the reasons that some of these internet companies have all these layoffs is because a couple of years ago, Facebook was like, oh, videos are so popular. So then, mm-hmm. I mean, College Humor, who already made a lot of videos, 
pumped up their video output to like an obscene number because they're like, okay, we're going to get a lot of views on Facebook. But then I remember, it was all lies. Those numbers right. weren't real. So then all these companies who hired more and more and more and more people and up their budgets and all that stuff have like in the past like year all flattened out. And I think last week College Humor let go of like, I mean, I can't even remember how many writers and producers got, got fired from um, College Humor last week. And I mean, crazy, it's man. honestly because a big corporation, one of the biggest, biggest internet companies there is, completely lied to everyone. That's all yeah. it was. It wasn't like, oh, we that was a it was wrong or oh, people don't care about like it wasn't like we all stopped watching the videos. We never were watching them. I've never watched a video on Facebook. I scroll right past them. So I'm not sure. I mean, they really wanted to pump up their Facebook video thing and they went and killed all these companies. There's a whole plot, a whole like uh, arc about it on Succession season 2. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it's so fucking tragic that that because Facebook lied, all these people are out of their jobs now. And it's honestly fucked up that we're not like putting them in, putting them on trial for doing this. Like it's crazy that that's allowed. Well, it's one of those things you gotta show people is that you cannot produce art under capitalism. Art is incidental, right? Because yeah. it all has to be for a profit. It has to make money. That means you gotta appeal to certain groups of people. You have to like broaden out the 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 base of who will watch your program, and that means compromising your vision. And it also means that some pieces, some forms of art and some uh, uh, visions and some messages are going to get left by the wayside because they're not profitable. And that sucks. And speaking of that, another great thing I read last week is that apparently Warner Brothers has signed a contract to start using an AI-driven um, selection process to greenlight movies. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about some selection bias and being able to program bias in, because I'm sitting here, I'm a computer, I'm like, oh, for about a hundred years, we've made a bunch of movies about straight white men or women who want straight white men. I guess those are the only movies that are successful. That's the only movies that are going to get made from now on. Mm. It's like, I mean, I cannot imagine a stupider way to make your decisions than to just literally let a computer do it. Because some of the dumbest decisions, I mean, some of the decisions that worked out but seemed so dumb were because of humans. Like, Star Wars was a stupid decision. No one should have agreed on that movie. No one should have given George Lucas that money if you were looking at the money part of it. But mm. it worked out. It did. It's so, so crazy that they're actually going to start using this. And I I fear for what movies are going to come out of this. I've been saying this for a while now. With, with Marvel and Disney, right? They have they perfected the movie-making process, right? Yes. They, they are able to make movies that are of at least a passable quality pretty much two, three, four times a year. I know critics that are more discerning than the average person will say that Marvel movies and the Disney movies aren't good. And that's a fair point, sure. But sure. to a large group of people, they are passable, and they will go watch them, and they like them. Yeah. And I was afraid that other companies would copy that idea of let's just franchise everything and just pump out stuff that's pretty much by the numbers, the same content over and over again forever. And now, fuck that, we're going to have machines tell us what we should make. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're just honestly letting these machines take us hostage. In the article, it says, it it, can't, it, it cites three movies that Warner Brothers made that were misfires. It says The Kitchen, Shaft, and Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And I only ever saw one of those movies, Godzilla, and I love that fucking movie. Yeah. I don't care that it didn't make enough money. Who gives a shit? I know, it's like, 
you know, that's a beautiful thing about movies is, yeah, I mean, making a movies is a business and it's a gamble when you go to the box office, but it doesn't always seem to, like, it doesn't matter in the end. Some movies are just not going to make money. Like, you cannot, you're never going to make a formula where there's 10 movies in theaters at all times and all of them are making $100 million. And that's just not how it to. works. Yeah, it's like they shouldn't even need to do that, though. It shouldn't even be based on profit. It's art. Exactly. Art does not need to be tied to money. I Marcus, agree. you're an artist. Come on. I mean, I agree. But I, <laughs> while we're talking about like franchises and movies and stuff, uh-oh. how do you guys feel about uh-oh. the freaking trailer for Morbius? Oh, God. <laughs> I've not watched it yet, but I've had an ending spoiled for me. Oh, oh well. Um, I knew you'd bring this up. <laughs> and so I watched it. I did watch it. You did. Uh-huh. It stars yes. everyone's favorite actor. Yes. Everyone loves Jared Leto. <laughs> Guy everyone is happy with and has no complaints about. A man who won an Oscar and everyone's happy about it. <laughs> America's sweetheart, darling of the world, Jared Leto. Jared <laughs> never done nothing wrong, Leto. <laughs> Jared, very normal person, Leto. Yeah. Jared, we, you know, big movie star guy who, who everyone loves, Leto. <laughs> Jared, babyface, uh, John Cena times 10, Leto. Sweet, yeah. you, can't, you can't see him? Jared, <laughs> apple pie American, Leto. But, I mean, okay, so I watched this trailer and it's, it's you know, it looks like Venom, but without the fun. Mm. Marcus, what did you think? You obviously okay, have more okay, discerning so... opinion. <laughs> As the trailer started, it says, from the people that brought you, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home, fucking the other good Spider-Man movie, and then Venom. And I was just like, hmm. Yeah. First of all, hold on. Hold your tongue. Venom rules. I don't like Venom. I I don't either. Yeah. Bad movie. Venom is great, but continue, Marcus. But yeah, I mean, it's just Jared Leto. he's, He's got some type of medical issue and he's trying to fix it he's going to a cool college and stuff and we don't need the description of the trailer marcus oh, we know what yeah, yeah. About. yeah yeah i mean I was he's impressed. got he's got bad he's got bad blood uh, inside of his body and he needs to fix it yeah marcus you say morbius the people of america know what you're talking about <laughs> okay right gotcha. the, the regular moviegoer is like morbius okay yeah that guy i'm <laughs> that's, on board that's my jam I'm sorry. <laughs> Fine. He's a science vampire. What do you want from me? Yeah. I mean, I don't need the trailer described to me either. I get it. Um, um, but this, you did bring up a good point. You brought up um, the two Spider-Man movies that have come out under the Sony and Disney merger. Or not merger, but under their agreement. Um, and I like these movies. I think Tom Holland is a good actor. And I, I do think they're fun. Mostly because I can see past their bullshit. But I've been, I mean, it's, it's been a big thing on Twitter this last week is like, those movies are basically psyops to get us to just trust billionaires in the military. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it's, it's like, especially far from home. Yeah. I really enjoyed that movie, but my God, it's about how worker solidarity is stupid. And if, if the workers, you know, band together, they're just going to be a bunch of mongrels and want to, want to, you know, cause as much carnage as possible. No Morbius references. Um, and, and the, the, all you need to do is trust the billionaire who made this big murder technology. And I'm yeah. like, God damn, that is, I mean, like, once again, I enjoy them cause I can kind of see past that stuff. But for most people who are seeing them, I just do not understand what this is going to do to their brains. Like it's really dangerous. 
you know, what is Peter Parker in those movies but a foot soldier for capital? Yeah, and the thing is, in the comic books, Peter Parker is the proletariat. He is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He goes around, yeah. he protects his neighborhood, he goes to his fucking newspaper job every day, which sucks, and we're like, or you're reading it, and you're like, oh yeah, my job sucks too, I'm like Spider-Man. And then you fu- he goes out and he has all these tr- he has all this drama with you know girls and with his mom and, or his aunt and all of his family and like all this stuff and it's like I have all that shit too I understand this guy, but in the in the movies they've just turned him into a really young you know bootlicker for Tony Stark. Yeah. And it's like not only I mean Tony Stark was already a character you can't relate to, but they they pull it off well. He's supposed to be you know the kind of snarky asshole guy, but now they took the guy who you should be able to relate to and just turned him into the the worshiper of Tony Stark. And it's just like, I don't know. This just doesn't send the right message. We don't really, there's not really any Marvel heroes left that, I mean, that have that really, I mean, besides maybe Captain America with some faults here and there, they kind of have that, that message of like, Oh no, we're like superheroes too. They're, they're like us. I would say kind of Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah, I can yeah. see Ant-Man's got a lot of that hu- human stuff to him. Plus he's played by Paul Rudd. So he can't, especially at the, at the beginning when you know, he's a convict down on his luck, can't get a job. Like that's, yeah. that's real shit. A regular Marcus Barkley. <laughs> oh yeah. Got a degree working at a freaking Baskin Robbins. Oh yeah. But Marcus, at least you've not been in jail yet. I mean, don't, don't, don't curse me, man. Jeez. I'm <laughs> sorry. Then we can do millennials <laughs> from jail. Probably not. <laughs> do vis- visitation once a week, and all we do is bring a mic and just talk. <laughs> sure, yeah, let's let's go with that. Yeah, it's that like was, Marcus is like, can, guys, can I see my family this week? We're like, no, Marcus, <laughs> we have to record two more episodes. Yeah. Yes, we bring somebody to interview with us. Yes, we oh bring a political candidate into, yes. the, into the prison. Marcus, we have Newt Gingrich here with us. <laughs> Newt Gingrich is sitting in a wheelchair. He's got a, a teenager following him around, giving him blood constantly. Oh, yes. God. He looks like a fucking Palpatine in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big fucking jagged um, robo arm that's like carrying him around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That is the, that's the future, though. That, that's going to be the future for all these guys. I, I hate that's this true. dark future. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah, it's pretty awful and very boring. That's the problem with our future is like it's not even like it's not even like cyberpunk, which is like supposed to look all cool, but you're still like oppressed under this terrible capitalist system. We're just kind of oppressed with a bunch of boring random shit going on. I mean, you know when Elon Musk gets old, he's gonna build himself a goddamn Darth Vader suit. If Elon Musk gets old, <laughs> that's a great point, Seth. If yes, he gets old, let's say that. <laughs> We can get around on the rockets for about five minutes. That man's going to be a father. Oh, Let's not even talk about that. I know. That's horrifying. Fuck him. So, I want to talk real quick about a thing that happened that's pretty crazy. Yes. So, everyone out there, don't dox me, but I used to work for a company that did prosthetic uh, limbs and, and orthotic devices and stuff like that. And recently, they've had themselves a little bit of a problem. Out in uh, out in California, did y'all see this? Yeah, they uh they tried. I mean, and I mean quite literally, they took a man's legs. They they charged him a leg and a leg for two legs. Am I right? Yep. Man's name is Jerry Holloman. He is sixty nine, nice years old, and he uh sorry, he's not California. It's actually Mississippi. Oh, of course, it's very different. Mississippi. 
Um, so he was a Vietnam vet, bronze star. You know, he was he fucking has uh, Agent Orange exposure and shit. You know, the dude's fucked up, right? Uh, so apparently the VA refused to pay for some part of his legs, and so this company took them away from him. And here's the thing: when I worked for that company, the policy was if the VA is involved, whatever they don't pay for, just write it off. Because first of all, you do not want the bad press of fucking over a veteran. Yeah. And you also the v, you don't want to piss off the VA because whatever they they'll pay for other stuff in other areas will make up for it. So don't worry about it. Just don't get on their bad side. Yeah. So I don't know why this person lost their minds. They took away this man's legs. Which is just, I mean, I mean, if there is, if there's, we keep, I think the, the term scathing indictment of capitalism comes up a lot. I mean, that's one of them right there. That's, that's number one with a bullet. Yeah. They literally took away a man's legs. Despite, I mean, in the fact, we shouldn't have to bring up the fact that he's a veteran. It shouldn't matter if you were a veteran or not. But in a country where we are supposed to respect veterans more, the fact they did it even to him is so crazy to me. Yeah, it's. And here's the thing. After got the press involved, they came and gave him his legs back. But they're refusing to do any adjustments on them. What was that like, though? What do you think that was like when they, like, knock on his door? You think they just, like, you think they just left the legs on his doorstep, not, and ran away? Like, I mean, it would be less awkward. You imagine how awkward that would be to be like, yeah, the like, same guy, too. You know those legs I took away? I got them. If you want them back, I got them. I mean, we can we can just make this, but also if you need them adjusted, uh, go fuck yourself, buddy. I'm out. Yeah, the really fucked up part is, you know, I can tell you this as an amputee: if your if your limbs are not adjusted correctly, you will hurt yourself. So we can't use them. Yeah, they're just it's their legs, but they're com- completely useless. So like, it'll be a great way to fuck your hips up. Which I mean, at this man's age, his hips are not in a position to be fucked up anyways. They're probably already bad. So this is just cruel. Like you've given his legs back, but he can't even use them. I don't understand why this company won't just write it off. The VA will pay you so much money and other stuff. Just fuck Who cares? Why get yourself in this position? Hey, man, this is what happens when you left the company. They, <laughs> right. they, they, they took a scorched earth approach to the VA stuff. It's just falling apart, man. Yeah. And, and one thing I love about this article from Newsweek is it says here about Bernie Sanders is uh, trying to get Medicare for all passed, right? And has a, a quote here from Sanders, which says, uh, Medicare for all means no premiums, no co-pays, no deductibles. Later on in the fucking article, it says, whether any of the Democratic candidates' proposals would address a problem like this one remains to be seen. <laughs> it's just this crazy Bernie erasure that we're living through. We're like, well, we talk about it all the time. They openly don't talk about Bernie. They do all this like, oh, Biden in the lead for second place, and like Warren just is now above butt butt chug, but still below Bernie, and like they just keep doing it, and it's honestly, it's like so blatant and obvious that anyone who's actually paying attention should be appalled that they're doing this. Like whether you like him or not, it's crazy how much they're silencing him. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. It's pretty fucked up, but but it's just like you just said that he said that it would the, the problem this guy's having is copays. And Bernie Sanders' plan will eliminate co-pays. So, yep. in effect, there is a plan that would, that would stop this. <laughs> and it's not a fucking Joe Biden it's fucking public option. It's not that. That's yeah. so stupid. They're all scared. I mean, but, yeah. Why, why, are they, why are people so upset about a public option? Like, if you have Medicare that's free, why in the hell would you pay for co-pays and shit? Like... I don't well, think a public option is they would use that. They would make the public option shitty on purpose. 
so that there'd be no point even having it. It would be like it would cover very little and nothing. That way they could then say, oh, look, no one's using the public option and it sucks and everyone hates it. They'd be like, oh, well, hey, look, it doesn't work. The government can't do health care. This yeah. is our excuse. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, the, what they do with uh, with, with uh, welfare and housing. They, 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 make it, they make it bad on purpose, like like Section 8 housing. They're like, oh, look, it's so shitty. No one likes it and it sucks. Guess they can't do it. It's like, no, you made it bad. Yeah, you did this on purpose. This is... By design, it's it's crazy. It's like all. It's like they can honestly brainwash people to believe. They're, they're like, oh well, if we do Medicare for all, then the line, the doctor is going to be forever. I'm like, yeah, it's going to take long because people are going to be getting help. What? Why, it's like the, what do we have against people actually getting help for their medical problems? Do y'all remember Kung Pao Enter the Fist? Yes, of course. The, the part where the guy goes, we trained him wrong on purpose as a joke. Yes. <laughs> You made the program bad on wrong on purpose. God, that movie is a, such a winner. Oh, so, glad yeah. you reminded me of that one. I gotta watch um, it again at some point. But yeah. yeah. Also, we never talked about it in an episode proper, but it seems like things have cooled down with Iran. Kind of okay there, it looks like. Yeah. Right. For the moment. Yeah, I think I think I think it was kind of Trump's flavor of the week. Um, Everyone's kind of kept their cool. It didn't really help him help him at all. So he's just gonna cool it off which i'm I'm obviously fine with well y'all i think that is kind of it for the week right this is this is all yeah we've got um so if you guys are interested we've got our interview with jessica rain up from last week which is a i mean not even in contention it's the best episode we've ever done with this show (laughs) yeah um and then we have uh who we interviewed on friday who do we interview tell them tell them about it in your district, Marcus, who we interviewed? Oh, we interviewed Ash. Fuck. Oh boy, Asher Asher Knuckles. There you go. There we go. Asher Knuckles, um, running uh, in Georgia. Um, so we have that interview coming out pretty soon. So if you want to hear more of us talk about stuff with people who are probably a little more intelligent than us, then there you go. I have to do a real quick aside, by the way. We mentioned Knuckles. So you know, Knuckles is an echidna, right? Yeah. Is that what? <laughs> An echidna. The, the guy we interviewed? Is it no, no, the fucking Knuckles. The, the Sonic the Hedgehog character. Ah, ah, of course. Oh, yes, which is real, and you're, like, surprised by it. Did you know that echidnas are real? <laughs> and hedgehogs are real. I mean, I've known this since and I was... And hedgehogs are real. I've known this since I was, like, six years old. And bandicoots are real. Yep. Yes, bandicoots are real. Tasmanian well. devils are real, too. Yep. Well, see, that one I knew, though. Okay. But, like, I thought hedgehogs were, like, a, a fairy tale version of a porcupine. Like a bigger, nastier uh, porcupine, right? And echidnas—I thought that was just made up for Sonic. I thought it was just some weird, weird name. No, I had no clue. No, real animals. Do you think they made up plumbers for Mario? I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you're going for here. I just never seen a, a hedgehog or an echidna. I've seen a porcupine. I know they're real. Right. Yeah, I had no reason to suspect these things were real. Have you ever seen a fox with two tails? Is I thought the tails was a squirrel. What? He looks like a squirrel to me. <laughs> How does he look like a squirrel? Those pointed I mean, ears, that that narrow snout. That's sort of how squirrels look. All right. If a squirrel, if a squirrel was five times bigger than it is now, it would look like a like a fox. I'm just saying. Uh, I disagree. It yeah, like a uh, I looked it up on the Sonic the Hedgehog wiki, which is a very good place to go for information if you guys are ever interested. <laughs> um, and he is a fox. Okay. 
Real quick, also, if you want to Google something else, people, Google echidna penis. No, don't They do have it. so many heads on their penis. <laughs> and I don't awesome. know why. By the way, Tails is just his nickname. His real name is Miles Prower. Oh, God. I knew this, yeah. Miles <laughs> That's amazing. Prower. That's great. By the way, how fucked up is it that you have Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and then the first girl is named Amy? Yeah. I mean, it's a regular she, name. How would we know she's a girl? <laughs> she's pink, obviously. That's also yeah. true, yeah. We couldn't remember anything. There's there's also Rouge. But Look Rouge was after after Amy, right? Yeah. I guess Rouge kind of But if you go from the comics, name. there's that other girl. I can't remember her name, though. It's time for just some deep Sonic lore yeah. with Marcus. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to go ahead and say we just gained a weird amount of fans all of a sudden. <laughs> Why does Zimson have a thousand listens all of a sudden? So anyways, <laughs> come back next week for more deep Sonic lore. We'll do more yes. research. And we're definitely going to have OCs by then, so don't oh, worry. Oh, of yeah. course, of course. Anyways, Marcus, get on that art mill. I'm, to, I'm on it, man. I don't know how art is made, but I'm pretty sure that it involves a mill. <laughs> you want to be an echidna, right? Got it. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he wants to be just the echidna's penis. <laughs> yeah, just, just that. Just give it four heads. They're all my head. <laughs> Just coming off of one central let's, veiny shaft. Oh God, please let's end this. Please let's end this. <laughs> that was the Illegals podcast. Uh, I'm Ben Smith. I'm Ben Smith. You can find me on Twitter's at MCSurf. Uh, I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter at Illenial Seth and on Letterboxd at Knazeras, K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S. I'm Marcus. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. And, and I do the art for this podcast. Painting this town. Okay, I didn't trust it. <laughs> and our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He has uh, been on the show before, including our Joker review, which we talked about earlier. Um, he has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they're both from the South. They talk about wrestling. So if that sounds interesting, go check it out. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. A soul only for this episode. Fuck Chris Coons of Delaware. Yes. Hey, nice. And, uh,. Keep walking around at the speed of sound. Okay. <laughs> We've stopped trying to solve our problems and just trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the end of those podcasts, baby. We're out. Out.